Hi, everybody. If you're just tuning in to pray, you can fast forward past when the music stops, and that's when the prayer begins. This is uh, Tuesday, May 3rd of 2022. And the big news last night was that Justice Alito's draft of, of the Supreme Court opinion regarding the possible, hopefully probable overturn of Roe v. Wade was leaked last night and that there's um, there were intentions, I should say, of that being um, used, that leak being used to pressure uh, conservative members of the Supreme Court to change their stance or their vote, etc. And I just think it's a good time for us to gather, as it were, to pray. I'm just going to review a couple of basic ideas before before we do so. One thing I want to say right up front is that in my worldview, there's room for people all over the uh, political spectrum to to pray and to agree together on God's word. So where you come down on how the government should spend its money regarding uh, immigration is beside the point right now. What you think of a governmental financial policy is beside the point right now. How large you think the American government should be beside the point. What we're talking about right now is one of the greatest historical um, oppositions that we as a nation have made against God. And there are many things in our nation's history that are against God. But this is one that has existed for almost all of my lifetime and to the tune of 60 million children being killed. I would say children being sacrificed because the reason that the Roe v. Wade precedent has stood is by and large primarily because of the desire to do what we want and to please ourselves and even the feeling that having a family or the raising of children could impinge upon our desire to do what we want at any time. For that reason, I would call all abortions a sacrifice, that the child itself is sacrificed for something else, for convenience, for pleasure, for personal ambition, who knows. Every time a a life is lost, there's an image bearer of God that is destroyed forever. The scripture is clear that God will come looking for what did you do with my image bearers? That's why we hear even back in Genesis, God says, Abel's innocent blood cries out from the ground. And the Lord recognizes it, that there was an image bearer of God that has been destroyed. I also recognize that many people come to this topic confused because they don't have a great biblical foundation for their opinions. So I'm just going to review a couple 
of verses before we pray. Um, Leviticus 18.21 says, You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Molech, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Now, you might have heard of abortion being referred to as a sacrifice to Molech. I would agree with that. There is an idol, an Old Testament idol, a false god named Molech, and the sacrifice that he demanded is a Babylonian god, I believe. The sacrifice this god demanded was your children's lives. And so worshipers of Molech would... Uh, raise children and then sacrifice them to him. And this was their way of appeasing this God. We're commanded in scripture, you don't give your children, you don't offer them to Molech because we don't have a God who demands a blood, first of all, no blood sacrifice because that's been taken care of once and forever. Uh, Hebrews t- tells us that, that there's been a once and forever sacrifice. The Lord does desire our children, but not to death. He desires them to life. And he desires that we give our children to him in life. And he actually desires that they would be grown in the fear and admonition of God, that they might know him and they might live life to the full, not that they would die. He doesn't want anyone to die. John 3.16 says that if you believe in him, you don't perish. This is God's heart towards children, particularly. There are so many verses that back this up. I'm going to try to rip through a couple just to give you a flavor of how common this is in God's word. Deuteronomy 12.31 says, you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. It's talking about the way the pagans do. For every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. For they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Again, it's this evil practice towards Molech. Ezekiel 16, 20. You took your sons and your daughters, whom you had borne to me, and these you sacrificed to be devoured. Were your whorings so small a matter that you slaughtered my children and delivered them up as an offering by fire to them? The same outrage, Jeremiah 7, 31. And they have built the high places of Topheth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my mind. God says that is so far from anything that I would desire from my people. Don't ever say that I had anything to do with that. Leviticus 20 says the same thing. Psalms 106, 37 says, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Now, I'm going to stop there, although I could go into, there's more in Jeremiah, there's 2 Kings, Deuteronomy, there's so many passages about this, but the passage I just read from Psalm 106 says, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood and the land was polluted with the blood. With that, uh, we'll, we'll just go into some prayer right now. We're, we're simply going to pray for the nation and we're going to pray for this ruling that is before the Supreme Court right now. So let's pray.
Lord, I feel like your prophets did. Many times your prophets would apologize to you on, on behalf of others. They would say, God, I'm a sinner, which I am, and I live among fallen people, which I do. Lord, I simply want to come before you and gravely apologize. I know I'm not the first to do this, and this isn't the first time I've even prayed this prayer, but Lord, I apologize for the grave sins of my country, my people. There are sins that are on the people of Ohio because we have laws and ways that we have, that we have codified. They're part of the way that we live, that, which are sinful. And we, as a nation, there are ways that we have codified, we have normalized, we support and cheer, and they're sinful and they oppose you, Lord. Particularly, I want to talk to you today about the sin of abortion. And we confess that if Israel's land was ever stained with blood because they gave their children to Molech and to the fire, our land is so much more stained with the blood of our children, Lord. 60 million plus babies that we have destroyed since 1973. And Lord, we just apologize before you. Lord, we, we want to rend our, our hearts and we want to be contrite before you and simply agree with you that you don't desire this, you certainly don't ask for it, and you don't condone it. Our, our hands are stained with this blood. And I confess, Lord, that your church has largely been silent out of a desire to be approved and to fit in with society, we mince words when it comes to the murdering of children in the womb. We, we don't help um, young women who are caught in the teeth of decision. We, we want them to go away and make whatever decisions they're gonna make. And then when they feel bad and want a shoulder to cry on, we want them to come back to us. We have not adopted children we have not adopted orphans the, the way that we could have. We have loved convenience and pleasure and comfort, Lord. We're so sorry, Lord, for the destruction of these image bearers of yours. We're so sorry on behalf of the government leaders that we have elected. We elected them into power knowing these are people who would continue or even expand the ability to kill children in the womb. And we apologize, Lord. We, I even apologize that, that there's something about this whole issue that we have become inured to. We're so callous. There's something about the loss of human life that we've become, we've become numb to. And we apologize, Lord. It, it is a, a permanent marring tragedy when a, when a human life is lost. And when one is taken by the choice of another for the sake of their own convenience, God, may we be a grieving people who enter into your sorrow just as quickly as we would want to enter into your joy.
And we confess that's not us either. We, we avoid your grief and your sorrow, Lord. We, we, we just want grace and love and pleasure and happiness. May we be the, the midwives of your kingdom on this earth who are willing to undergo some pain. Lord, I pray for the church. God, that your word would rise in her heart, that there would be a spirit of conviction and repentance on your church first. First Peter 4.17 says, it is time for judgment to begin in the house of God. And of course, Second Chronicles 16.9 says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, then I will, and you say that you'll do, a number of things, including forgive us and heal the land. I know that pagans have need of repentance, but Lord, I pray for the church that we would repent for being callous, for being the get-along gang, just happy to get along with the world, not be a problem, Lord. Would you make us strong in your word? I ask for repentance, Lord, repentance, repentance among your people. That as James says, you would turn your laughter to mourning, turn your joy into gloom because there is sin among us. We love sin, God. We just confess it. We as your people, we love sin. We love that you would save us. And then after you save us, we want you to go stand in the corner while we live our lives of self-serving pleasure. And we apologize, Lord, we confess it's sin. And I ask for a spirit of conviction and lowliness on your church that she would be willing to pray, that she would be contrite of heart, that she would want to turn her ear to your word. What does the word of God say? How can we tailor our lives to what the word of God says? And Lord, we're convicted by your, by your word. It judges us correctly every time. And we ask God that when the church is deciding what will be important to it, that she wouldn't look to what is the culture saying? Even what do the laws say in my day? She wouldn't look to what is accepted in Hollywood or on Capitol Hill. She would say, what does the word of God say? And if we must be out of step with the culture, so be it, Lord. Would you give us communities of friends, just a few friends who say, I will follow him no matter what. I want to follow his word. In spirit, we know that your job, as Jesus told us in John 16, your job is to convict us of sin and of righteousness. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to convict us of sin and of righteousness. We love your judgments. They're good. We want to hear your voice. And secondly, Lord, I want to pray for, I want us all to agree together in simply praying for our Supreme Court justices. They are the top of the food chain when it comes to the justice system in our country. What they say has trickled down effects throughout the land. Lord, <laughs> it sounds silly, but I just, I just want to pray the one that this, that this leaked 
opinion from Alito is true. I, I, God, I hope that it's true. I hope this was written because the Supreme Court was going to release this decision. And Lord, I ask that the reaction that happens in the next days, weeks, and months would strengthen the resolve of the conservative justices. And Lord, we simply ask that our nation would be judged by you and that the ways that the ways that we walk in would be corrected by your word. There's so many ways that our nation needs corrected. There's so many ways that my heart needs to be corrected. But Lord, on this issue, we just ask that your judgments would come to pass. And I pray for those um, justices who are leaning towards your word and your ways. God, would you give them utter steel resolve to not be swayed. I think the vote was five to four. So I pray particularly for those five. I pray that as the days go on, that they would be utterly unmoved by any reactions, any pressure, any threats that come their way. We ask that you would protect them, Lord, physically from threats, protect their families from hearing threats. I know that the enemy loves to use fear. I ask that you'd protect these families, Lord, that the weapons that will be formed against them will not prosper. They'll not be fruitful to do what they were designed to do. They would be frustrated and come to nothing. And Lord, I also pray for the other four that you would, you would work on their hearts and their consciences and their desire to be just. We simply ask for your mercy, Lord, on our government, our Supreme Court, our executive office in our country, our Congress and our Senate. You've told us to pray for these leaders and we do it, God. We ask for your mercy. We ask for wisdom and your truth. We, we want your truth to reign over, over our Supreme Court, over our White House, over our nation's capital, over our state capitals, your truth above all else, God. And would you make us, I'll just close by asking God that you would make us more prayerful. We confess, God, that prayer is, is, is so little in most of our lives. We throw up arrow prayers at you, never continuing in prayer. We're commanded to continue in prayer, to abide in prayer. Paul even says, pray at all times, pray without ceasing. Paul says, pray all kinds of prayers. He says, pray with your mind and pray with your spirit. Sing with your mind and sing with your spirit. Make all kinds of prayers for all the saints everywhere. And Lord, I confess that prayer is not as much a part of my life as it was part of Jesus's life. Well, that means I don't pray enough. You're so humble that when we do turn our heart to you in prayer, you don't cross your arms and go, well, why, why, why haven't you prayed enough until now? You receive our prayers and we're so grateful, God. And please, I ask for everyone who's listening to this, would you keep us in a prayerful state about this issue until lives are protected from conception until you call people home. Lord, we ask that our country would be a place of justice where 
human lives are valued and protected. I don't have any other recourse but to come to you in the name of the Son and by his blood. I come to you because of Yeshua and through him. He's my only hope to access your throne room, Lord. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen.